Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Tom Luganbill is joining us. I always have a hard time with that name. Hopefully, as the XFL season continues, it'll just roll off my tongue. Tom, we appreciate your time this morning on 98.7 ESPN. How you doing? I, I, I'm really curious, more than anything, um, you know, what shoes were you wearing and how sore are your, how sore are your legs today? Because you and Diana Rossini were running all over the place yesterday and watching both games. Well, first of all, before I answer that question, I was really excited listening in to you guys coming off a break because I am a huge movie guy. Are you really? So okay. Not, yeah. Okay. So let's, oh, let's shelf that. Talk movies the whole entire time. Let's, okay. No, let me, let's let shelf. I want to shelf question. that. We'll end with okay. that. We'll end with that. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, um, so A, did you and Diana know, by the way, so Tom and Diana Rossini worked the sidelines for the DC and Seattle game yesterday. So if you did tune into the two o'clock game, you saw them. And did you know going in how how in shape you guys were going to have to be because you guys were were not just roaming, you were running on both yeah. sidelines. So for me, in my normal role with college football, is I'm the field analyst for our crew. I'm the third guy. That's kind of like a, an extension of the booth. I handle the interviews, but really, I move around a lot, and I. And I'm on both sidelines. I'm the only person down there. And so I find myself kind of trying to be everywhere at once, which, of course, we all know is impossible. I can tell you this, Anita, I have never. I've been in ESPN for 14 years now. I've been in my field analyst role for seven. And I have never been so physically exhausted (laughs) after a broadcast in my entire life. And I'll tell you, you know, it's interesting because the approach was we want to be proactive. We want to be aggressive. We want to get things as they're happening in the moment when you consider the access that was afforded to us. So we just kept finding ourselves having to really just crank it out and try and be at the right place at the right time. Because, you know, you don't want to talk to the guy four plays later, and now we've moved on, and what just happened doesn't mean anything. So, yes, it was a – let's just say I got my recommended steps in for the day. That's for sure. Well, I thought you and Diana did a phenomenal job. And, again, we appreciate you being on with us. Uh, by the way, I went 4-0 and yesterday. And, and for folks who don't know – Did you? Yeah. So I, I filled in for Doug Kazarian on Daily Wager this past week, and Tom was on with me. And so, uh, and, and this is, this is so fun. So, so the producers at Daily Wager were like, Hey, Nita, you might want to do some research here. We, we need some folks to be handicapping these XFL games. And I was like, I'm in. So Wednesday was my day off. I did a deep dive. I probably, I probably did, I, I probably did like maybe 15 to 20 hours of research in this league. And so, you know, which, which, which is a lot, but, you know, very, very new. And so I, I had DC minus, uh, I got DC minus seven, by the way. It jumped, it jumped up to minus eight before kickoff. I had the over in that game and I had Houston minus five and a half and I had the over in that game as, as well. So I went four wow. and oh. Yeah. So I'm, I went four and oh. I'm hoping to go four and oh again today. But, uh, but before we do start talking about, um, the games that are on tap for today, just out of curiosity, if you could sum up yesterday, I think it was a huge success. And, and I think in following social media, um, I think, I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised, Tom. Well, I believe they were, too. And having been a part of the first XFL as a coach and now being a part of this one as a broadcaster, I think the one thing that we've got to acknowledge here and, and, and give a lot of credit to are the coaches of the respective teams. They had their teams ready to go. It's hard to put together a roster of a bunch of guys that haven't been together, and you're in camp for four weeks. You have no preseason games, 
and then bam, you go on national television, it's live and it counts. So you kind of expect it to be sloppy and maybe not be clean. And then people are kind of put off. And I think the teams and the coaches uh, deserve a ton of credit for holding up their end of the bargain. And then from our perspective, you know, our whole goal was just to do a really good job of making sure that we provided football for the fan in a way that maybe they haven't experienced it. Fast paced, a lot of access, a lot of audio, kind of learn how the ins and outs of the football dynamic throughout the course of the game work. And hopefully we did that right. It seems like we're off to at least a good start. And then we'll find out, you know, long-term what type of tweaks we can make to make it even better. Tom Luganbill joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. I promise, Tom, it's going to roll off my tongue in like two weeks. I promise. Um, <laughs> let's, let's take a look at some of the games that are on top for today, and one in particular, the New York Guardians, which, by the way, if you want to tune in on radio, that game is going to be broadcast on our sister's channel. That's 10.50 a.m. at 2 o'clock, just FYI. You've got the Tampa Bay Vipers that are in town. The Guardians coached by Kevin Gilbride. Uh, Matt McLoin is his quarterback. I, I did have a conversation with Kevin this week, like I said, Wednesday when I did a deep dive and I was preparing. I said, Kevin, why Matt? And he said, listen, he doesn't have the strongest arm. He doesn't have the best accuracy, but he's a really phenomenal leader. And he felt that, that, that that's what he needed um, as his field general heading into the first season for him. So I do like the Guardians today, by the way. They're getting okay. they're, they're plus four. I know that a lot of people are anticipating the Vipers to win this damn thing. I like Mark Trestman. He's had two championships in the CFL. I love his, yeah. t- I love his tight end and Nick Truesdale. Aaron Murray, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in this league. But I just think week one... Kevin Gilbride at home, which is more than just home, because keep in mind, he spent several years with the Giants. MetLife Stadium is home for him. And I think he's going to have these guys ready. I think this game is going to be closer than what most people, or at least what we saw yesterday. I'm really curious, how would you handicap this game, Tom? Well, I totally agree, and I'm really looking forward to watching this one because I have New York next week. That's our second-week opponent. And one of the reasons why I think it's going to be a lot closer and why I think New York could come away and win this thing is I I really believe that the more professional football experience you have, particularly viable experience where you play, and you play at the highest level, maybe it's a limited sample size, I'm going to place my stock in the team that has that guy under center. I just think that's really important in the overall scheme of things. And and so I, I would agree with you. I, I think with as little as we know, um, if you're going to lean on – because you're right, Mark Trestman's done an unbelievable job. But I think Matt Bergoglian brings something – Aaron Murray hasn't played a lot of football. I mean, he played a little bit in the AAF a year ago. They weren't a very successful football team. He didn't play all the time. So it's going to be interesting to see what type of performance he had. It's going to be cold. Tampa hasn't been in that environment throughout training camp, certainly not in the state of Florida. So it'll be interesting to see how that team responds. I will say this, too, Anita. What we did find out yesterday is that Houston has a quarterback. Oh, yeah. T.J. Walker is a dude. Four four touchdowns yesterday. Yeah, he's going to cause problems for everybody. Uh, By the way, that line now is at plus five. So interesting. You and I are both on the New York Guardian side. A home dog? Are you kidding me? Getting five? I love it. I'm all over that. That oh, might wow. that might be the best play of the day. Um, over unders for both these both these games are at 53. Tom, um, I took the over just because this is a league that they want you to score points, right? Like well, you know, the, the rules the rules are kind of rigged so that you will. But I'm going to tell you, you are a bold 
woman, I can't believe you took the over yesterday. I took That's the unbelievable. I, I took I took I took the over on both those games, but I will tell you this. I am I'm a little bit I, I'm I'm leaning more towards the under in this New York game and then going with the over in the Dallas game. So that's I, probably where I would go too. That's probably where I would go too. This is yeah. frightening. This is a frightening interview. We, we we don't even we don't even know each other very well. And we're we're on the same page. All right. So let's take a look at the second game, and that's at five o'clock. That's the St. Louis BattleHawks going up against the Dallas Renegades. Now I'm all over the Renegades. I know it's a lot. It's minus nine, but damn, Bob Stoops, he's back at it. Uh, well, here's let me ask you this: uh, What's the latest with Landry Jones? Do we is he going to give it a go today or not? I think he is, and if he does, it's going to be the difference in the game. Right, because right. Seeing these, yeah, seeing these teams in training camp, Dallas is not the same team with Philip Nelson as they're going to be with Landry Jones. And I think with the inexperience that St. Louis has under center, going with uh, Jordan Tama, who's very gifted, very talented, but he hasn't played. I think if, if Landry Jones can't go, that evens the field considerably. If Landry Jones can go, I'll give you an example. Um was visiting with the New York, uh, the DC coaches prior to our game, and they had taken a couple of wide receivers off waivers, all right, at the end of training camp from Dallas. And DC was like, these guys really helped our football team. And the first thought in my mind, I'm going, well, if Dallas cut those guys, how good are the guys that they kept? So if, if, if Landry is, is, is healthy, that's going to be a big part of the game, and I think he will be. Yeah. And um, um, how mummy. Um, is the uh, their offensive coordinator, which, by the way, the founder yeah. and the creator of the air raid offense. So I think a ton of points are going to be scored in that game and uh, in St. Louis. How do you? I'm sorry. How do you pronounce the last name of their quarterback, Jordan? Tamu. Tamu. Like ta Tamu. Ta Tamu. All right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. From what I understand, he had both AJ Brown and DK Metcalf as his wide receivers. And how did they yeah. not? How did they not win a national championship with those two cats? <laughs> they couldn't play defense. <laughs> like what? Are you kidding me? Can you imagine? I know. I know. You know, you have AJ Brown and DK Metcalf as your two wide receivers, and you can't win a national championship. I mean, damn. Anyway, I know, right? How about that? Um. So, so we're both on the same page in regard to Dallas. If Landry Jones does play, love, uh, love Dallas minus nine. Um. Okay. Uh. Before we let you go, then let's talk about the movies tonight. The Oscars, yeah. big time. I have my good friend Casey Howe on the show with me. I, I host a gambling show on Friday nights here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. It's called Weekend Wager, kind of a play of Daily Wager. And yeah. and I had her on, and she kind of broke it all down for us. Best Picture, nineteen seventeen, expected to win. You could you could uh, you could lay minus minus two fifty, minus two hundred in some places for them to win. But the long shots are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at plus eight hundred, Parasite at plus. 275 who 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 are you feeling for best picture what would you do there well for, first of all if parasite's a long shot take it because hollywood love those those you know subtitled unique types of storylines where there's there's all kinds of walks of life within the storyline that is a great take if that if that if that's the long shot now here's the thing about 1970 phenomenal movie but where they're going to have, they're going to give themselves an out there. If they decide not to go with best picture there, the way it was filmed, they're getting best cinematography or they're getting best director. Right. So maybe they go a different direction with best picture and not go 1970. So in, in talking to my friend Casey again, who's uh, really in the know, she says the Academy kind of likes to separate the two in regard to best picture and best director. 
So, so, you know, if, if you feel, if you feel that Parasite or Once Upon a Time is going to win, then, um, then maybe they give it to, uh, Sam Mendez, who's the director of 1917. Right, and, exactly. And, That's and vice, what I'm saying. And vice versa. Actor is a lock with, uh, Phoenix. Actress is a lock with Renee. Supporting actor is a lock with Brad Pitt. There's no denying that. But there's some value with supporting actress, Tom. Laura Durham expected to win 25 to 1 for Best Supporting Actress in uh, Marriage Story. However, I'm hearing that there's some buzz and a long shot with Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit at 33 to 1. Wow. that would See, here's the thing about this, and this is just the movie fan in me. I don't get the whole Jojo Rabbit thing. I don't. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm, I'm not buying into it. But I will say this. If Scarlett Johansson doesn't win something – for either of those two films, for my money, preferably Marriage Story, something's wrong. She's phenomenal. So just folks that have not seen Jojo Rabbit, it's it's a comedy centered around Hitler, which I, I don't think there's any there's there, there's no comedy to that. But so, so that's yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why it's kind of it's 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 it has not sat well with a number of people. Here's my right. here's my biggest lock tonight. You ready? Mm-hmm. Film editing, Ford and Ferrari minus one hundred and six. Are you kidding me? Oh man, that's a lock. How can? How, are you getting? You're you're only. I mean, you're, that's like even money. That's like push your chips to the table. Okay. Ford and Ferrari film editing minus one hundred and six. That's like. Hey, by the way, by the way, we know one film that can't win that. Nineteen seventeen. There was nothing to edit. I know. I know, I know. Which is which is remarkable within itself, right? It was. It was unbelievable. So, yeah. Anyway, Tom, you rock. Really, really. I'm so glad I reached out to you this morning. So, yeah. so, so fun having you on. Uh, make sure that uh, you're taking a lot of ice baths because uh, obviously this this season is is going to be pretty taxing, pretty grueling for you. So, but it was uh, you and Diana Rossini did a phenomenal job yesterday, and really really looking forward to, uh, to to seeing more. And of course, hope you can join us on our shows throughout the season. Thank you so much, my friend. All right, thanks. Take care. Bye. You got it. You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety eight point seven ESPN.